All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Functionally Autoimmune. I'm so happy that you're here listening today because I have such a fantastic guest here with me that I know you're going to enjoy listening to. So on the show today, I have Dr. Peter Smalls, MD. He is a globally recognized expert in coughing and cough-related research and treatment and is using cough to diagnose health. So, so much interesting things around cough. Welcome, Dr. Small, and so happy that you're here with us today. Well, thanks, Brandy, and 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 thanks so much for having me on your podcast. Absolutely, I'm honored. So, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about how you got interested in cough and using that as um, a diagnosis modality, and kind of what led you down that track. Well, you know, looking back, you could almost invent a scenario where it was thoughtful, but in fact, it was. It just kind of happened. You know, I I started as a physician in San Francisco at the dawn of the AIDS epidemic when we were confronting a new disease for which that we didn't really understand. I I moved down the road to 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 Palo Alto, was on the faculty at Stanford University Medical Center, where I did some kind of really interesting genomic research and um and then I was recruited to Seattle, where I built and ran uh, the Gates Foundation tuberculosis program. And 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 you know what's funny about this <clears throat> this kind of eclectic career is that the common theme was tuberculosis, and really what's central to tuberculosis is cough. You know when when uh, and 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 it was ironic as well because I I actually am myself a chronic cougher. Uh, I cough somewhere between 60 and 80 times a day and have for more than 30 years. And and so all of this kind of came together when when uh, when, you know, the emergence of um, artificial intelligence and uh, the convergence of a group of really smart young people uh, came together in the form of a company which aspires to improve the, the care and control of people who have coughs, such yeah. as myself. I love that so much. You know, as as I kind of alluded to before we started the recording is, you know, I've been a registered respiratory therapist for over 10 years. So cough is near and dear to my heart. And so when you say that, you know, you're someone who has chronic cough and you you know the exact number of how many times you cough in a day, I don't I don't know that many people know that information. No, Brandy, you know this well. You know, as a respiratory therapist, our approach to cough is pathetic. Yeah. Like there's no other word to describe it. It's, you know, cough is one of the most common reasons that people seek healthcare. Mm -hmm. And we live in this era of precision medicine where everything gets quantitated, you know, and yet cough is not measured. It's simply not measured. So, so you end up with these weird situations where people come in and they go like, hey, doc, I've got a cough. And, and, and maybe 10% of Americans have a chronic cough. And then the doc is like, well, how bad's your cough? And and like all meaningful communication ends there because how many times did you cough yesterday? No one knows. I mean, ask your doc how how many times they coughed yesterday. And 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 so it, it it's really this uh amazingly important symptom, mm -hmm. which is just fallen out of you know modern technology. And you know, I we realized about a couple of years ago that, you know, it is possible to do for cough what the thermometer did for fever. 
I mean, you go to your doctor and say, doc, I feel a little febrile. He's not asking you like how febrile you feel. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, well, let's measure that. Mm-hmm. That's all we want to do with cough. And we think it's going to transform the healthcare of many people who have, have cough as a prominent uh, complaint. Absolutely. I love this thought of being able to use cough as a diagnostic tool to be able to measure that. I think it's so fantastic. And you're absolutely right. If, if you know, I went to see a provider today and said, oh, by the way, I have a cough, they'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, do you have phlegm? Do you have, are you coughing anything up? Like those kinds of questions happen, but I, I don't think I've ever in my life been asked how many times do I cough or any of those types of questions. No, but when you're a respiratory therapist, you probably dealt with a lot of patients who were coughing. And when they said they had a bad cough, you didn't know, were they coughing 20 times a day and and they it just annoyed them? Or were they coughing 800 times a day like I did when I contracted COVID? And we can make this real, you know, and, and, and there are many, many reasons that people cough. Right. Um, the most common reasons are acid reflux, asthma, post-nasal drip. There are some odd chronic infections, these strange mycobacteria. There are genetic reasons like cystic fibrosis and all of its variants. But I think relevant to this group is, is that lung involvement is common in many autoimmune diseases and and lung involvement can manifest first or be best measured by the cough. So, you know, it's lung as an infectious disease doctor, we, I never treated these, you know, these conditions, but I do know that rheumatoid arthritis and lupus, scleroderma,l interstitial lung disease, all of these autoimmune diseases often present with, with a cough. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people don't know to link those together. So it's really interesting that we may get to a point, which it sounds like maybe kind of the goal of yourself and and the group that you're working with, it may be the goal to start linking those things together and figure out what the connection is. Absolutely. I mean, look, there's basically no diagnostic test for cough. If you have a fever, I can do a blood culture. You know, there are things I can do to figure out why you have a fever. But if you're coughing, mostly what the doctors will do is they'll do empiric trials. They'll say, oh, well, maybe it's GERD, try some antacids. Right. Maybe it's post-nasal drip, try some antihistamines. But they don't actually measure the impact of the intervention. So they're in unmeasured therapeutic trials. And, and that's where you know the health system takes people who have a chronic cough that might be autoimmune in origin and kicks them through a nine-month process of see your primary, go to GI, see your primary, go to respiratory, see your primary, go to, you know, allergy and immunology, you know, see your primary and go to ENT. And, 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 and whereas I think if we can make it more obvious that, and, and, and put the, put the diagnostic power in, into the hands of the patient, say, you know, look, Randy, you've got a cough, take some antacids. Did it go away? Must've been GERD didn't go away. Okay, well, let's try some Sudafed, you know, and, 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 and expedite this process and put it in your hands to figure out what it is that's making you sick, rather than having to wait two months for the next doctor appointment. Yeah, absolutely. I have personally been on that hamster wheel, and I can say that it's not fun, nor inexpensive. <laughs> 
to go through that process. Um, but, you know, you mentioned something earlier that's really interesting to me that I want to try and touch on. You mentioned the use of like AI in, in the world of cough and how to measure and determine that. What does that look like? Well, so so AI is this amazing technology that allows Google to, to look through your photographs and pick out every photograph in which there's a cat or a dog. Sure. It, it's not that anyone explained to Google and the AI that they use that a cat has pointy ears and a dog has floppy ears. It's just they gave them millions and millions of pictures of cats and dogs and that and and this artificial intelligence and, and this deep machine learning is a is a powerful new technology that that lets the computer sort it out for itself. And so that's the core of our technology. We basically, we're like a Fitbit for cough. Yeah. We run in the background. You can download our app. It's freely available for iOS or Android phones. And, and it just runs in the background. And, and it's not listening. It's, it preserves privacy because all it's doing is looking at volume. And when there's an explosive sound, with like a cough <clears throat> or a door slamming, it takes a half of a second and then it runs it through another algorithm. And that algorithm determines if that was a cough or not. And this is just the power of AI. And, and so for us, what makes it interesting is that we, if you download our app, we can just tell you how much you're coughing. We can tell you what time of day you're coughing. We can tell you you're coughing mostly after meals. Maybe it's skirt. I don't know. But it gives you information so you can have more meaningful conversations with your healthcare providers. Wow, that's really fascinating. And so um, it sounds like this kind of runs in the background. It's, it's always kind of listening for your coughs. That way it can actually measure how often you're coughing in a day, as opposed to you trying to think about it <laughs> and count those. Is that correct? Absolutely. So what it, so, you know, basically, if you download our app, you create an account. It runs it's continuously in the background on your phone. Mm -hmm. And then you can log in through a web portal and you can see how many times you're coughing every hour of the day. And you can see, for example, that, well, maybe you're coughing more in the afternoon when, or after you mow the yard, maybe it's allergies or or, or, or and, you, and you can take it to your doctor. So I myself, you know, I have a chronic cough. And uh, in April, I, I, I tested positive for COVID. I called Kaiser. They're like, oh, yeah, you don't qualify for any, any antivirals. And I was like, well, but I, you know, I have a cough. They're like, yeah, everyone has a cough. I said, like, no, look at this. I am coughing 800 times a day now. Right. And, and they were like, oh, wow. Yeah. You can have it. So, you know, it's this ability to simply bring data to this conversation is 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 super helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And and I might uh, take just a side note to say 800 times a day. That is a lot of coughing. Like, I don't even know how you breathe in between that. Well, so this is the thing we're learning, Brandy, is is we've we have a lot of super users, people who have refractory chronic cough. It is not uncommon for people who have lung involvement in their disease, whether it's autoimmune or infectious, 
to cough four to 800 times a day. Wow. And and they know it, right? But they but nobody, like people don't really respect it, right? The doctor goes like, oh yeah, you have a cough? Everyone coughs, right? No, I cough. And and particularly like for for women who 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 constitute the majority of chronic coughers, you know, they have stress incontinence. For all of us, I mean, we're entering this incredibly interesting period in cough because it's it's very stigmatizing to cough in public. It wasn't. I mean, I've been coughing for 30 years. 20 years ago, I coughed in public. People looked at me, they go like, God bless you. Now, if I cough in the checkout line, people look at me as though I've just pulled out an Uzi submachine gun, right? They're like, and they're stepping back, you know? So this stigmatization of cough uh, has elevated it. And, and, And the good news is that there are drug companies who are developing very effective new anti-tussips. They're, they're, the FDA has not approved a cough medicine since the mid-40s. Wow. And yet science has advanced. We have a new understanding of why people cough. So that you know, either understanding the fundamental biology and how to improve it, or just saying like, oh, if you have, um, you know, this disease, this autoimmune disease or whatever you cough and here's a symptomatic treatment, there's hope. There's hope for those of us who cough a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm curious just to take it a tiny step forward. Do you think that there's, or maybe this has already exists, but do you think that there's a point where it also measures, you know, wet cough, dry cough, the type of cough, like, will we get to a point that it really breaks down even further? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. And and it's a big part of what we do. Um, We're very much a science driven company. And, and, And we know we can count coughs. So that's really what we talk about in public. But there's the back office, which is a group of cough nerds and scientists. (laughs) And and, and we're so excited because we do think that with enough coughs, we can provide some insight into why people are coughing. So, So, for example, the Gates Foundation has funded us. We've now collected about half a million coughs uh, from patients who are suspected of having tuberculosis in seven African and Asian countries. And the idea that someday in Africa, the poorest of the poor who increasingly have a cell phone will be able to know that they might have TB and should go be seen by a doctor simply by coughing into their phone is is really the long-term vision that drives so much of us in the company. Yeah, I mean, that's that's so powerful to have that information, right, basically in the palm of your hands, because it's in your phone. But that's such powerful information and data to have to kind of say, oh, this is something concerning. I should probably go see, be seen about this. But not only should I be seen, but I have this data. I have this information. Well, yeah, and and, and I think that that in many ways is the inevitable future of healthcare. Yeah. The idea that that what um, what has been described as the doc the patient will see you now <laughs> right. era of medicine, you know Eric Topol wrote a fantastic book uh, with that title, and the idea being that you know when my grandmother got sick, she eventually got 
symptomatic enough that she went down and she saw her doctor who she revered like God. Sure. And, um, and he, and he, or she, and he, and it was inevitably he back then would say, Edmea, here's what you should do. And she would do it. Right? right. But that is not the current reality. And that is definitely not the future of healthcare. The future of healthcare is much more of this metaverse where, you know, our, our real and virtual life are converging and where you have something like Hype on your phone continually, which is sort of integrating the fact that, wow, you know, you coughed a lot today and there was a high pollen count. So it's pinging me in advance and saying, you know, Peter, you know, it looks like you cough when, when hay fever season is there. And it's in particular, it's the, it's cedar pollen, right? So, you know, it's not like it, it it flips it all around and it allows patient, truly patient-centered healthcare. Yeah, I I love that. I'm really excited for this um, growth. I'm really excited for what you guys are doing with cough and this AI technology and having all of that in your phone. But even more so, even beyond that, I'm so excited for the ability to, I guess, easier... Um, diagnose people and find answers in better ways. And just the future of healthcare is very, very exciting to me. Um, and something that I'm really excited to see where it goes, as I'm sure you are working through all of these things. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I practiced medicine for many years. And I'll be honest and say that I, I felt like I was smart. And given data, I would see patterns yeah. that other doctors might have missed. But now I realize that the issue is actually the data streams, you know, the, the, the data that, that a doctor has in terms of figuring out if you have, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, it, it, it's, it's pretty limited. It's, it's your impressions, it's a couple of lab tests, but, you know, imagine if like all of the the sort of data vapor that we generate in our lives, like, oh, well, you know, how much did you move around? Oh, look, I haven't been walking around as much. Oh, I've been coughing a little more. Oh, I, you know, and, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating to think about how much smarter medicine gets when we don't rely on doctors and their intelligence, but we rely on the massive data that's, you know, frankly being used to sell me ski gloves, right? right. It's like there's far more data involved in, in me getting, you know, ads about a new pair of ski gloves than there is about, you know, why it is that I'm coughing 60 days times a day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we talk about that pretty often. You mention a store or you mention an activity and the next thing you know, you look at your phone and you have 30 ads for whatever that was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's really good to know that we can actually use that technology for good. But I want to go back to to the app you discussed earlier. And so being able to count coughs and have access to that app, is there a portion of that app that's already available to people that they can already go ahead and download? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So just go to the your app store, whether it's iOS or Android, and enter HYFE, H-Y-F-E, cough monitor, and, and, and we'll pop up and you can download it for free. And uh, it will uh, it will give you data about your your cough. 
and maybe we can just post it somewhere as well because I know uh, I'm not very good at remembering these sorts of things. But but yes, absolutely. the The idea behind our company is that we believe that science can improve the management of cough, and we will never monetize an individual's ability to track their own cough, you know, and, and, and so, you know, I'm super excited to have folks who are either, you know, frustrated in trying to find a diagnosis and want to bring more data to it by tracking their cough or who know that they have a diagnosis that has lung involvement and track their cough. And, 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 and I'd be real super interested. I mean, you know, Brandy, we should put my email address as well. I would love to hear from people about whether they found it helpful or how we could do it better. You know, what can we do to better serve folks who are struggling with autoimmune disease? Yeah, I love that. I I know that there's so many of my listeners, you know, including I include myself in this, but that have either struggled for so long to get a diagnosis. Um, or they're still struggling to get a diagnosis. Some of you out there are still doing that. And, you know, me personally, I went through 40, 40, 40 doctors <laughs> before I got my diagnosis. So I know that it's, it's difficult out there. And so this type of technology is so fascinating and amazing. And I will absolutely share any information you want me to share in the show notes so that everyone has access to that. That sounds great. Yeah, it's great. So um, thank you, Dr. Small, so much for being on the show today, for sharing all this information. I am so thrilled that this is happening out there. I'm so thrilled that you and your group are researching and doing all the work around this. And um, I definitely will share the information for how to get the app. And I thank you and your group and your team for making that app free, because I think that's going to make such a huge difference for so many people. Well, thank you, Brandy, and 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 thank you for having me on the podcast. Because you know, I honestly think we're going to look back in five years, and we're going to say, "Really, there was a time when we didn't even count costs." <laughs> and I think part of getting it out there is empowering the patients themselves yeah. to say, "Here is my data," you know, and 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 then forcing change in the health systems. I, I think that progress can come from, you know, many of the people who are listening to this show. And I really appreciate the opportunity to talk directly to them about how it's time to do cough better. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I hope that everyone listening, listening today understands just how powerful that information can be because Dr. Small, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of times we just say, oh, that's a cough, no big deal. Sure, I cough every once in a while and we just kind of ignore it or blow it off, but it really is such powerful data and information and it really does have such a powerful use in determining what's going on with, with our health. Well, thanks. And, 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 and the last thing I would say, Brandy, is that I, um, you know, Hyfe is a science-driven company and we are really focused on trying to improve the lives of people who suffer from cough. And anybody who has any, you know, insights that could help us, I really would would encourage them to just shoot me an email. I, I, I'd love to hear what we can do to improve their lives. 
Absolutely. I love that. And thank you so much for that offer. And again, Dr. Small, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you everyone for listening to another episode. We're so happy to have you here as always. Thank you. Welcome to the show. And thank you so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens with 75 absorbable vitamins and minerals in just one scoop per day. I've increased my energy, immune function, and so much more. AG is a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. For your own risk-free AG plus 20% off and free vitamin D3 K2 supplement, go to www.athleticgreens.com backslash functionally autoimmune or look in the notes of this podcast and you can find the link there. Trust me, you want to add Athletic Greens to your day. It makes such a huge difference.